Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Carrie Berry, here with your host, Ted. Morning, friends. Grab a coffee and a smoke. Let's set sail on the SS The Good Morning Show. <laughs> All right, Carrie, big announcement around here. I've been keeping this from you. Oh, yeah? I've been writing a book. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's about to be published. Oh, my okay. goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes out comes out Monday, actually. I, I didn't want much fanfare because I'm a modest man. Yes, you know, of course. You know, you'd never catch me uh, tooting my own horn, as they say on the streets. No, no, not at all. But uh, just to let you guys know, this is like a book for, it's for not necessarily kids, young men. It can, they could be young, like, you know, 12, but this, this is a book for young teenage men mm-hmm. who are in our sphere. Okay. And their dad might be a little wishy-washy. You know, he might be like like, like a little cucked a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. SJW a little bit loving the recipes rather than his relatives. Yeah. You know, <laughs> likes the tacos, not his daughter. You know that what I'm guy. saying? Yeah. So, yeah, it's called Dad, It's Me, Hitler. Oh. It's a child's guide to coming out as a Nazi to your father. So I took my own son. He didn't have to come out. I, I turned him into one. But just helpful little hints just to come out to your your dad who's busy watching whatever the Packer game or something all the time and he just doesn't care that you're getting you know your head stomped in at school by a uh, melanin enhanced individuals or yeah a pack a pack of melanin enhanced individuals and nobody cares because they can't be disciplined right now because they're in their their destructive uh, phase which leads me you know like I said I don't want to spend much time on the book because my writing and research will speak for itself. Okay. okay. Yeah. So when it comes out, we'll we'll do a little bit more, and we'll have some of these kids on who have come out success stories, you know, that I've had. But it leads me to like another thought I was having about you know we've had the discussion like tiny hats and melanin enhanced individuals are our filter mm-hmm. as as whitey as the white race. That's our filter. We got to like get through that. Like never let them back in. You know, like say just let them go about their own business. We don't we don't need them. That's our filter. And maybe we can continue on, we can break through and not repeat the cycle where we, you know, we build civilization, they sneak in, siphon off what they need, create their own parasitical civilization using melanin-enhanced people that we also allow in and suddenly mm-hmm. dress them up in, in, you know, our style, our clothing. And, uh, and then suddenly they're ruling over you and then they're abusing you and then your civilization collapses and whatever's left goes off somewhere else to rebuild and the cycle continues what if we're the filter for them elaborate they have like two choices to go to build a civilization they can work hard be disciplined you know slow but steady wins the race build a rock solid square and level foundation of whites or they can go to the easy sleazy cash fast money tiny head shit Mm mm-hmm you know, if you think about it like that, that's very possible. Right. Because there is a there is a huge contingent of them who are like, What are you doing? You know, are you crazy? You're gonna make the white people extinct? Do you like your shit to work? You know? Yeah. They they're, just... they're just realistic about it. It's it's like some of the people who, who lament some of the uh the black South Africans who mm-hmm. lament white you know, the the overthrow of white rule. And they're like, Well everything was great. Everything was great. Because they were normal people who were law-abiding citizens. Uh, the media, the, I hate to say the media because that's just the tentacle of the beast that comes in and corrupts your civilization. Mm-hmm. They like to push the criminal. And, you know, like we've seen it with George Floyd. We've seen it with every single BLM shooting. Jake Blake was a scumbag. Yeah. Um, all these Mike Brown, Trayvon, these weren't those kids. 
you know, if that happened, I think you would see more of a swell of support if it was literally some kid, you know, some, some good boy who didn't yeah. do nothing on his mm-hmm. way to church and shit. If that was the truth, you would have seen a lot, you know, maybe not changes, but we could have, that, that would have been the truth. Right. You know, we could have gone from there because it, it, it did happen and it, it, it does happen. Good Good people who are doing what they're told to do are in a weird spot and suddenly they're shot by the police. A lot of them are white. You don't hear squat about it. Right. You know, Kenosha PD killed Michael Bell in his bed when he was wearing headphones in a in a, a raid where they made a mistake. Yeah, eighteen how many year old boy. Know? They they don't know. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. There used to be a big billboard on the highway for years, right. and everything's electronic now on the highway. So my guess is it costs a lot more money probably to put an ad up mm-hmm. uh, nowadays. It just prices that kind of crap. Yeah, out. for sure. You know, and those more those conglomerates get together and get all the advertising space. You don't know about stuff like that. That's, right. that's like an urban legend around here. You're not an urban legend. It actually happened, but I heard about it word of mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're a little blurb in the paper. Right. But and that was a that was a good boy didn't do nothing, but what they did to justify that execution that which is what they did, they murdered this eighteen year old kid. First of all, he's a white boy, so there's no there's no like uh, outrage that could easily be manufactured because we've been so cowed and beaten down. It's like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. You know, the Justice Department has a team that goes around after these obvious racially motivated crimes and speaks to the family. It's like a public relations team. My guess is there, you know, a lot of strong arming going on there. So, huh? what is his story? Michael Bell, he was just there. It was a, a raid. They took, got the wrong house, and they, he was in the basement. It was his mom and dad's house. They got the wrong one, came in. Kenosha SWAT team. I don't know why Kenosha has a SWAT team. The only way they've ever justified it is with the Jake Blake riots, BLM, in 2020. I mean, what? Are they, it, it's Kenosha. We used to joke they had a helicopter, I think, in the 80s. For what? You know, just spending all that state grant money looking like badasses. And, um, yeah, they got the wrong place and uh, came in and down in the basement. The kid was laying on his bed uh, with headphones on. And assholes with guns pop up and he sits right up real fast. They shoot him. He's dead. Wrong house. But they dug up enough seeds and stems of weed on his in his carpet in his little basement uh, bedroom to justify the drug raid. Even though they... They murdered. They, the they fucked house. up. The guy fucked up, freaked out, shot the, the kid. These idiots, they don't... When did this happen? I want to say 2000, 99, 2000, something okay. like that. So quite a while there. ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, geez, he'd be... I mean, he was like my age. He's my brother's age. At the um, time? Yeah, yeah. Some guys I knew peripherally. Mid-40s? Knew yeah, yeah. He'd be mid-40s right now. Oh, um, he would be mid-40s right now. Yeah, he yeah. Would, yeah. He was 18. 18 mm-hmm. or 19 years old. Just some... Punk ass donor kid, you know, it's a mm-hmm. Kenosha boy. That's what he was. You know, you see his picture on the side of the road. You're like, damn. I knew, you know, I knew people who knew him. You know, like I said, like it's a small world, really, when you around here at least mm-hmm. growing up. Um, you always know somebody. So yeah, but nobody knows him, and everybody knows. You know, Trayvon and Mike Brown, people who got who were fighting, and and, and I mean, we saw Mike Brown charged. He was huge. Charged uh, Darren Wilson. Got capped for it, you know, going for a cop's gun. We've seen it all the time. Breonna Taylor, it was a, a drug raid. They were shooting back, you know. She wasn't some dispatcher. She even, like, let go, like, 18 months before. Mm-hmm. It's always all these lies. That's right. how you know. It should be any sort of uh, bleeding heart uh, who believes in this crap should really start looking at that and thinking about it and with a you know sharp eye. Why? Why? Why are they all scumbags? 
Where is the good boy who didn't do nothing? Why are they talking about some guy and they got his like eighth grade graduation picture? Right, you know, right, and it's actually and four or five straight years straight up, straight up thug. There's like 500 pictures out there where he's got guns and cash and whatever. That should be your first clue that you're not acting in good faith. And so that's kind of their filter is they gotta like discern. They gotta use discernment and say, well, what's gonna what's gonna keep my line around here to grow, so we don't fall back mm-hmm. into barbarism. Well, I think that's part of the problem. I don't think they think um, like 10 seconds into the future. No. No. It's all just right now in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Right now they're pissed off and they can get free shit and get our shit. They think we got magic shit. Like all white people are hiding shit. Mm Mm-hmm. That's like, no. (laughs) No. Broke, man. They think we're all born with a silver spoon up our ass. Yeah, I know. By this time, most of us have suffered more coming up than any melanin-enhanced individual has in the system. I know you... Way harder times to come up. You had told me that they believe that we're all, like, given houses and cars and stuff by our parents. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't given shit. Yeah, exactly. I I had a friend who, uh, when I was in high school, we were hanging out with the wrong crowd in in Kenosha, oddly enough, as we speak about it. And I had a friend who busted his ass. He had worked since he was, like, 11, 10 years old, maybe, at his family's landscaping. They were rich, but he bought his own 92 Beretta GT car. Mm-hmm. He, he bought it himself for cash, you know, used. And all the black people and all the black dudes in Kenosha thought that his parents gave it to him. Right, of course. You know, and they were rich. He lived in a nice house, but they weren't like that. You know what I'm saying? They weren't giving him all this stuff. He, he had to work his ass off for, like, everything. I remember, like, everything he had to work his ass off for. You know, my mom would go halves on, like, prom. You know, she'd be like, I'll, I'll give you 120 you know, for whatever it is, your, your limo, your dinner, your tux. You come up with the rest, but I'll give you 120 whatever, to cover it. Or I'll, you know, and get your flowers and stuff like that. And his mom would, was like, pay for that shit. Like, you're so, I'm not paying for this crap. I'm not paying for a limousine. You know, she's just, like, Texas, like, tiny little Texas lady who just, you're terrified, strong as shit. You know, she's landscape. They ran, like, a landscaping company. And, um, but yeah, he had to work for everything. They just didn't believe it just because they had seen his house, you know, or heard about his house that he got everything. And, and by proxy, we did my other friend, Chris and I, mm-hmm. and right, we weren't, we, guys. we were total working class white boys, yeah. you know, from working class homes. You know, his dad was a carpenter. He owned his own company, but it wasn't, it didn't mean he was printing money by any means. He was pulling his hair out by the roots at times. He was so stressed out and bleeding money everywhere. To just be treated like we were rich when they had, you know, everything paid for and they brag about it. Right. And I never really understood how much how much they don't have to pay for for mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Only really recently, I, I worked a little bit with um, Section 8 housing and so was able to kind of see that angle mm-hmm. yeah. of of people not paying for their the roof over their head yeah. Yeah. and then therefore having absolutely no respect for it no care yep. in the world <clears throat> and it's destroyed within a year and then if there is a portion that they're supposed to pay they don't no no they never if do some would but generally yeah. speaking yeah and then their power is getting shut down and yeah but at then the same time but then you can go talk to the power company and get some kind of credit well, they're, and not and have they, to pay for that they and they know, know about, all the they tricks. know all the ins and outs that mm-hmm. i saw during the um the collapse in in 2008 2009 I saw white families wholly unprepared, thinking there was safety nets out there. 
social oh, social safety nets and, and there, that would help there, white people. There were there's unemployment, but there are all these other things that that by the time they realized where to go get it, where to get that money or that late. help, it was too late because there was a line around the block that morning. Mm-hmm. I remember working at the power company. I did the disconnections and and reconnections, mostly reconnects, but I did a lot of disconnections too. And uh, that was always that was one of the things they taught us. Part of the the literature we would give out to the customers when we disconnect is you know the, there's programs here that you can get assistance, energy assistance. It was called, mm-hmm. but man. By the time that piece of paper, the ink on that piece of paper was drying from printing, those motherfuckers were right down the street. Don't they? Aren't there even courses that teach oh, them how? Yeah, to get whatever they just, get from it, the system. It's, it's like uh, learning the the Talmud as as a non Jew. I mean, we need to infiltrate that kind of stuff. But the problem is the 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 whites in those departments, they're not on white side no, either. No, not at all. They are not at all. They're looking to screw you worse than, than some clean white. Some clean white just think you're nice. Like, they're not all, you know, black people are like, all, not all like, ready to fucking take everything from you. You know, there's a, a if, there, if it was, we would have gone heads a lot, Much you know, sooner. butted heads a lot sooner yeah. violently. There are a shit ton that really do either don't care or, or like you. Don't mind it's your white. Like like that you're white. Easier to deal with. Want to help you out because you're not all up in their shit. And you're real like thank you and please. And they, they've been dealing with, you know, retarded assholes all week. And you come in and you're just like nice and thank you. And oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I'll come back. Stuff like that. I've done it at the DMV. Well, shoot, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'll come back, man. No, don't worry about it. I, get to, I can take care of this. I got this covered. Because you were, you know, you were nice. Well, I'm getting on a, on a tangent here about being kind of the enhanced, but, um, but yeah, the the whites, uh, from what I've noticed, are a lot more out to get you, more out to fuck you uh, than any other races. I, I wouldn't want to deal with a, a Latina or an Arab though. Yeah, he's got a chip on their shoulder. They're like meaner than everybody. Indian women are fucking. Well, I was gonna say the brutal. Indian and Pakistani as well. Anytime I've ever had to deal with them, you don't want to deal with really anybody over there. The safest bet would probably be a black lady if you had to deal with anybody in those departments because mm-hmm. they just want to square you away with how to get free shit unless they give you that dead-eyed, I hate whitey look, then just turn around and yeah. get on the internet and try to figure it out. Weren't you told oh, yeah, in your last yeah, marriage I, mm-hmm. that you <clears throat> didn't qualify for food stamps because you were white? Well, that's that's kind of what I'm talking about is, is that uh, during the collapse... And I lost a really good job when my oldest was, um, you know, firstborn. And we had to go in and, and just get some help because we didn't have any money coming in. It was unemployment. It was like three seventy a week. You right, know? it's like nothing. And, and my, my being laid off came out of nowhere. It was like, holy shit, there was no time to prepare. As a matter of fact, we were kept on, I think, uh, with misleading information. We were told that we were safe. Right. And three four days later after i turned out a really good job offer and i know other guys did too turn shit down we got let go it was like too bad so sad but so i had to go and, and just see what we could what we could get we had two little guys at home mm-hmm. one was a brand new baby you know he's like three months old at the time and we we're just trying to get food assistance and the, our problem was we lived within our means like we had some savings oh, which was okay. stupid because we shouldn't have reported it that was like part of the thing that killed us we were like 1800 in savings at that time so that just threw us, they offered us four bucks. But one of the things the lady says, we have four bucks a month, was what we got offered. Four dollars a month to help with food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wow. And but she, the lady is a white lady, is a one shark adjacent looking. She probably was, or you know, had it, some in her family told us we wouldn't qualify. We were white. Just so she was like laughing at us, like hey, you're white, you know. That's, yeah. That's crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. So speaking of, uh, you know, so now I was talking about sometimes black women want to help you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think I got a message from one that wants to help us. She's just a little bit, uh, a little bit cute-hearted. Oh, no. Really? Yeah, I know. It's interesting. Just She's a little pissed at us, so I don't know. Why don't I just play it for you? All right. Sounds good. Okay. A storm is a-coming. Curry, Tid, listen up, motherfuckers. Q sent me. Y'all motherfuckers best be trusting the plan. Mm-hmm. The deep state playing if they think they can stop us. Nothing can stop what's coming, honey. Y'all ain't been trusting the plan. Talking all your bullshit. Well, it had to be this way. Where we go one, we go all, bitch. So what'd you think of that, babe? I'm a little concerned for my safety with yeah, that one. Yeah, I think she's in the hood, though. Did you hear, like, the police siren? Yeah, like but, that? like, the... I mean, the hood's down the hood's down the, the street. Road. I know, I know. I don't, I don't know, though. You know? I hope she's not gonna come get us. Because, uh, I think... Well, if she's trusting the plan, then she probably won't. Because she's, she's, hold, a, she's probably holding she's the line. She's holding the line, and she's standing back and standing by. Exactly. There's a steal to stop in 2024. Yes. We better get ahead of ourselves. Well, I think that's a sign of a black vote. Red wave for Trump. Black red wave. Black red wave. Burgundy wave. Burgundy wave. Burgundy wave. You should trademark that. I should. Fleece the bros. Because that's one of the. See, if I was a black person, I would be a cute hard. That's what I would do. That's smart. So, any brothers out there, that's what you need to do. You need to get versed on 9 11. White 9 11. Okay? I'm guessing there's a black 9-11 conspiracy. No, I'm not. There has to be. Which would be what? Because who knows, you know? Who knows what it is? Like, they were, like, trying to get all the melanin at the, in the Pentagon or something. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, the stone of blackness or something. That's really why they, you know, the Arabs trying to, George Bush trying to get that melanin. You know, Dick Cheney, why my melanin? <laughs> I want to do a commercial break? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. All right. Let's take a little break here. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. When was the last time your accountant got subpoenaed? Are you spending too much on business expenses? How would you even know? Finding it harder and harder to explain your income to the authorities? At the Money Wash and Alibi Group, we have over 70 years experience handling clients with extra legal professions. We use our expertise to maximize and legitimize your profit. We'll have your racket operating at its highest potential. We work on a retainer basis, and we're always available for clients that don't have normal 9-to-5 business hours. We don't want our clients dealing with extra frustrations of hourly billing while managing various RICO indictments. Because of the satisfaction from our clientele and the local criminal underworld, we've been called the Gordon Ramsay of cooking the books. And for that, we'd like to thank the staff and their families of the Money Wash and Alibi Group. We'll hide your cash in a flash. The Money Wash and Alibi Group, a limited liability corporation. Tonight, on the Boomer Channel, Spook Chasers.
I'm Cole Whipley, and I'm a telephone lineman by day and a paranormal investigator by night. I've assembled a crack team of top talent in the field of paranormal investigation, and they call us the Spook Chasers. Alright team, we're here at Barry's Book Nook in West Salem, Wisconsin, where owner Barry Lincoln has reported several chilling encounters with an apparition, disembodied voices, and objects moving on their own. So let's get to work. Meet Barry Lincoln, owner of Barry's Book Nook. Barry, why don't you tell us why you called us? Well, it all started when I bought the place back in 2014. Previous fellow who owned the place hung himself upstairs in one of the rooms. Got this place dirt cheap from the bank and turned it into a bookstore. Adult bookstore at first till the city threatened to close me, so I switched to them pervy Japanese comic books with the little kids. That's when it started. What exactly happened? Well, at first things just moved around. Cucumbers disappearing from the fridge. Hot dogs missing. Then I started hearing Lady Gaga songs playing faintly off in the distance and I could never find the source. Then I got groped and fingered. Groped and fingered? Yes, sir. Grabbed my package and tried to check my oil if you catch my drift. Ran out and haven't been back since. Well, let's get to work, Spook Chasers. Let's get this guy back into his home. Let's go! Alright, equipment set up, we have a team downstairs collecting evidence, and I'll be up here in the room where the previous owner hanged himself, trying to draw this entity out, and hopefully make contact. In my 20 years of doing this, I've found it's best to outright provoke the entity into showing itself. Judging by Barry's story, I think I know how. Call it a hunch. Hey, ghost! What age were you molested? Holy shit! Hi, I'm Brenda, assistant lead investigator and resident psychic channeler. Now that Cole has drawn out the spirit, I am going to attempt telepathic contact with the entity. Spirit! Spirit! Why are you bound to this place? What holds you here? I... I... I sense an incredibly narcissistic personality just demanding attention. It's a... It's angry that I'm here. Very angry. He's calling me fag hag over and over. It, it wants you, Cole. Ghost or no ghost, I don't swing that way, homo. Let's get out of here, Brenda. We need Father Francis. I'm Father Francis Darkhaven, Catholic priest, exorcist and the team's demonologist. Cole asked me to come out and take an expert look at this thing. Hey, Father, thanks for coming out. Looks like we have a level five haunting on our hands. Level five haunting, Cole? My God, it's hostile and- And homosexual, yes. If I don't come out, you must notify the bishop.
I'm T-Money, the T stands for technician. I'm the team's technical department and I stay here in the mobile command center watching everything through my cameras and sensory equipment. At first, the name Spook Chasers concern me, but a job's a job, they cold. I'm mostly watching these white folks fumbling around in the dark yelling at these roaches and shit. Nothing ever happens, for real though. But I still ain't going inside there, I ain't got time for no ghost. Okay, spook chasers, what's the verdict? Brenda? Haunted and homosexual. Father Francis? Haunted, homosexual, and unholy. That was the gayest demon I've ever encountered. Yes, Father. Team Money? Gay as a motherfucker. Barry, my team and I agree. Your store is haunted by a huge faggot demon. Well, I guess I should move. Good decision, Barry. Good luck and Godspeed. All right, folks, stay spooked and tune in next week for another Spook Chasers. And now for weather on the whatevers, here's your weatherman, Archie Hegsworth. Take it away, Archie. news from Axios, the FDA is finalizing steps to ban the use of menthol in <gasps> cigarettes. What are they trying to do? They're trying to cause a like a national catastrophe? Like this is like Katrina plus like all the BLM riots. It'll be like that. Seriously. It'll be like that. The, no menthols? You, no I mean, you how think many... the blacks will be that upset about oh, it? Oh shit. Yeah, it might take a few days. If they're smart and if they don't want rioting, they'll like start on the campaign right now to get them mk ultra into thinking they don't need their new posts but they're gonna need them like they're not gonna take cowboy killers they're not you can only satiate them with the marlboro red for so long and then they're like just useless and kicking rocks and it'll be a sight to see mix that with the ebt outage <laughs> seriously i'm not kidding you you've seen planet of the apes right the yeah i seen nothing it is nothing. There's nothing to what will happen if those two things happen at the same time. Jeez, that's got to be like Nostradamus had to have said something about that. <laughs> there has to be a quatrain about that if, if it happens. If it happens. Yeah. Well, when it happens, rather. Exactly. In October, the FDA submitted the final version of its budget mm-hmm. to the White House, which includes this proposal. Okay, so like what? First of all, why is this? Is this more of like nobody can ever, you know? Because I know like at least like five not not even I'm talking like non mud sharks white Whites. people not non wigger not mm-hmm. even really wigger adjacent who smoke menthols. Menthol. I, growing <laughs> up, every everybody's mom smoked menthols. I know like the girls like my age and and towards yours, you know, towards forty early forties, they all switched to like Marlboro Lights. 
Mm-hmm. But their moms, if they smoked, I guarantee you were probably uh, menthol, like Virginia Slims or some menthol shit. So it was a girly cigarette. Well, where... is is a girly cigarette? Just just for the record, okay. Menthol is. Yeah, it's a chick cigarette. My grandma used to smoke these <laughs> fucking like six foot. They were like uh, I don't know Benson and Hedges, like eighteen hundreds or something like that. They were just like five six feet out there. It seemed they were super thin. It was like she was smoking yeah. a piece of spaghetti. Like when you're a kid, you take a spaghetti <laughs> out, put it in your mouth. You know, that was like my grandma's it's cigarettes. Elegant. Yeah, I guess it, it just looked weird. At that at that time, I think it she was, was a tiny little lady. Like she had like way. a knitting needle in her hand. It's just, Long like a deadly weapon. This push is coming from public health groups. What? Okay, tiny hats. The article, right, that's what I was thinking. The yeah, article didn't give a lot of explanation of which groups and mm-hmm. what makes up they these never organizations. Do. They never do. But they've been pressuring the FDA. And, and that, you know, like how many of those groups are, are FDA created, we'll say, in order to move their agenda? Because who are these groups and who gets organized in these groups? Like who's... Like uh, vaping. Right, who are these people that are so angry? I know that they're in a group that somebody else is smoking menthol it's, cigarettes. Yeah, it's gonna shut down like menthol cigarettes or or like vaping. Well, they're claiming that this will improve the health of black communities specifically, so they are racially targeting with this yeah, yeah. ban that they want to pass, mm-hmm. and they also believe that it will prevent young people from starting. Nothing ever does. Nothing ever does. Nothing, nothing can stop you from fucking smoking if you're gonna smoke. Nothing can. You'll smoke. You'll smoke. You'll find a cigarette. The Lord will bless you with a cigarette. Nothing can stop what is nothing coming. Nothing can stop what is coming. I'm As not we kidding. We learned you. earlier. You just, it's, you're not gonna stop them. What you're gonna do now is cause like retard shit. Like people are gonna start <laughs> smoking dung. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like like with like mint sprigs or some shit. I don't know. You're to find some other way. Yeah, to... to get the menthol, the blast that they want. That womanly, cold, arctic blast. That feminine mountain breeze, I guess you could call it. More like womanthol. According to the CDC, more than one-third of tobacco sales are menthol. And tobacco companies have been accused of marketing specifically toward black people well they're if they can even market anymore which i when was the last time you saw cigarette marketing for Mm -hmm. real Uh, in the tobacco store what they got a fucking brother smoking a a newport on the poster a fucking course you know what i'm saying that's who smokes it's like you can have a cat in a dog food commercial (laughs) you know no it's Bullshit! That they can't advertise as it is, right? So how are they target? What are they like? Like fucking air dropping cartons of menthols into the schoolyards in the hood? You know, like little like in the World War Two, you know, little parachutes coming. Oh, don't get it! Blows up. Well, they're also claiming that menthol cigarettes are more addictive than traditional. See, I would say that is false from my experience no if i ever got stuck with the menthol i would have quit like if you gave me a menthol cigarette i say this is a seasoned smoker if that was it i wouldn't smoke i just wouldn't it it tastes like ass it's a it's a weird ass thing it's (laughs) like got your cigarette buzz you get that right away and then about a halfway through like a newport i'm like and then i smoke like three reds when i get them i get that fucking taste out of my mouth Smoke normal taste. cigarettes for cowboys. 
<laughs> Cowboys and Patriots. The history that makes this even possible, that the FDA can do this. In 2009, there was a law that was passed that gave the FDA the authority to regulate tobacco. So these public interest groups, whoever they may be, in 2013, they filed a citizen petition requesting that the FDA finally ban menthol. However, nothing was done about that. So in 2020, the groups actually sued the FDA and accused them of an unreasonable delay in response to their request. Okay. So in April of 2021, so swiftly after this Mm -hmm. lawsuit was initiated, the FDA said that they would move forward with requesting this ban. The tobacco industry is expected to challenge this law, of course, and they argue that there is no evidence that menthol cigarettes are more addictive or that kids would be more likely to start smoking because of them. There's actually no evidence of that. Yeah, like I said, there was... However, the FDA, this law that allows them to regulate the tobacco Mm -hmm. industry doesn't require them to have any proof. Oh, like a lot of things (laughs) that are really fucked up that gets done. Isn't that funny? They, uh, requiring no proof really seems to, was a Nuremberg trials required no proof. Right, that's true. You know, nothing that's done requires actual proof that they put Derek Chauvin in prison for murder. Mm-hmm. So they don't need evidence. They ne- they don't need evidence. They definitely don't. They are including banning fruit and cocoa-flavored cigars. They, Shit. They believe this will limit their appeal. <laughs> and the article points out that half a million young people use cigars. <laughs> Smoke blunts. It- <laughs> Yeah, they don't point that out. They also stated that cigar sales have more than doubled over the past two decades, which I would assume is because we have much more access to weed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So more people are buying cigars to put their weed inside of. No, it's everything's getting blackified. Well, there, yeah, there's that's that too. That's really the reason. Th- there's that too. Blunts. That's really the reason that's driving cigar sales. Like so, cheap-ass cigar sales. So the cigar sales, though, are heavily made up of flavored products. Yeah. For, yeah. for, for blunts. For blunts, exactly. Yeah, they're not stupid. Not that they, not that they admit this fact, but they know. Mm-hmm. Tell me they don't know yeah. that. They know yeah. this. Especially whoever's writing this article. Mm-hmm. This guy knows. <laughs> so they also state that also black high school students are one and a half times more likely than white high school students to smoke cigars. So, again, are we we smoking cigars or are we taking the tobacco out of the cigar? What if they're celebrating like a a really good business deal? You know what I'm saying? Like a a baby. There's a lot of, you know, inner city teen pregnancy rates are skyrocketing for the seventh consecutive. They're going to get that cherry blunt, or sorry, that cherry Well, yeah, cherry blunt for a girl and a grape for a boy. You know, it's simple. But still, but if it's a blunt... It's well, maybe it's not a blunt, like I said, you know. But no, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's because they're it's well, that's a what's happening. Chief in the reef, exactly. That's what's happening. Smoking that dope. They're smoking weed. Smoking weed, and that is, as a group, they you know they tend to have a stronger group think. Oh yeah, yeah, than they're we like do. Yeah, it's so like a flock of birds. They're gonna do the same. But 
thing. That's that's how we have birds those just stomp your head. So we have those stereotypes. Rob you, Hennessy. Yeah, it's because it's Cold fucking 45. true. It's true. Menthol cigarettes. These people who 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 get all oh clutch their pearls over these stereotypes have literally never gone to the uh, gas station down the road. Mm-hmm. Who got the rap snacks? Right, and so yeah, who's so who's you buying? You can't get Coke and Pepsi in there because everything's fucking flavored some weird shit, some <laughs> weird off brand that even like Juggalos won't touch. Like Fanta's like that's yeah, pretty gross. You know, it's like Fonto or something like that. It's like a rip-off Fanta. You know, it's got weird flavors, like pina colada. You know, it's hood shit. Yeah. Yeah. So who's buying the flavored tobacco, the, the flavored cigars? Why don't you ban shower caps Weed next? Smokers. Or fucking shitty fake press-on nails. Uh, word to or the big wise. Old eyelashes. If and when they do ban these, if you prefer to smoke blunts and like them to be flavored not that i know anything about this but i recommend sealing the blunt closed with honey oh well a little bit of flavor there but if 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 and when if one is so inclined to do so one should though i have not been in the presence of a blunt in many in ages many years, oh at that at that one job many, that many i had years. oh basement waterproofing like i can't roll like that at work not for a long time and they were all smoking I was blunt. Just, they would just pass this beer around all day and i you know teddy you want the no i'm 40 <laughs> i could barely hold it together these guys are all in like their early 20s they're all like ex-cons because it's hard labor i'm you know trying to put my stuff back together and uh yeah they'd like to and just get ripped sometimes they'd work really i had a crew that worked really good like that all the other ones no that's why the jobs take two more days there's probably like five grand in labor that customers pay because these jobs don't really test urine or anything mm-hmm. like that you know, they're just kind of like, yeah, I'll take it at your word. Just don't get in a crash. Some people get in a crash drinking, too, at work. Yep. At work. Same place. Yeah, same place when I was home on uh, paternity leave. Well, the the folks who are backing this ban, uh-huh. they are looking to Canada's ban. Canada did ban menthol. Of course they did. And menthol smokers quit smoking at a higher rate than those that did not. And they presume that this would save a good bazillion, million, jillion, jillion lives. Of course, infinite lives exactly. are saved by these. Thank they, God these people interviewed. 1.3 million U.S. smokers would quit, including 380,000 African-Americans. This is just going to cause, like a, mm-hmm. like I said, like a black market for these products. I would look into Canada and see how many cigarettes are smuggled across our border, you know, into Canada menthols. Mm-hmm. People are still smoking. Come on. Canada's not arresting black people anyways. Well, and they also don't have as many, I don't believe. No, I think they just got straight do. Africans. I mean, mostly. I was going to say maybe these days they do. Yeah, but they're not. Yeah. They're not ours. You know, they're not like black Americans. Well, yeah, there's a whole. There, there is a head stomping gene. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole lot of shit going on with that said, whole. Said there's definitely differences. Yeah, you know, between a straight up African and yeah. somebody who's been born and raised in the states. North America, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see how this goes. I think and it's going to be a it, cat four chimp out. I swear. And if it'll be 2020 on steroids, and it it might not be. See, the thing is, is 
we might not get a big riot over it because that's not how they roll really they could i suppose if a tiny head organizes it Mm-hmm. They could, yeah, write, you know, and, if and like sets a, breaks out. It, for it, yeah, if an opposing tiny hat group mm-hmm. decides, you know, yeah, they could riot for menthols. I could see that, but what it'll be is it'll be taken out and be like death of a thousand paper cuts. Society's gonna reap that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What's been sown with that? Mm-hmm. With yeah, that band on a small scale. On a, not even really little small. Viol- yeah, little tiny little violent, violent acts, outbursts right. that you don't even understand it until you freaking live around it and can watch it unfold. Watch when it's going to happen. You could just see it in the body language. There's going to be a chimp out. Oh, well. Someone's freaking. Something to be prepared for. Yeah, I would just say watch out. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a couple packs of menthols and, like, just throw them. To throw like, to run! them. Exactly. That's a I great idea. You. Negros! Distraction. Distraction. Just whip a bunch of menthols in her face and run. <laughs> From CNN Entertainment News, Nintendo Ooh. is coming out with a... Legend of Zelda movie, oh. a live action film. That sounds. I mean, so many people are gonna make. Okay, I feel really bad for my friends who like it and are gonna be absolutely butt slammed by whatever politics. Like, they uh, are, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about so, that. So I mean, I know it's Nintendo, and they, you know, but it's just gonna be like that. Everything is is just like that. So I don't know why anybody's expecting this to be. Mm-hmm. Something good. I'm personally never have been a fan of that. Of Legends of Zelda. It's one of the only video games I have ever played and enjoyed. Really? Specifically Nintendo 64. Okay. I could see why. That That was kind of cool. I... That was the one that I played. I was just always caught in the unfortunate circumstance of being with someone who had just got the game. Oh, and you just have to sit and watch? I'm fucking hanging out. And it's like, oh, I got Zelda. You want... You want to watch me play? Yeah, I want to watch you fuck up this boss for 50 fucking more times. Can we play wrestling? Two-player game? Can we play <laughs> RBI baseball? Can we go outside? Oh, I beat Zelda, bro. I have a friend like that with Final Fantasy, which is almost worse because there were so many of them. Well, there's so many Zeldas, too. But, yeah, I never got in. I always played, like, sports games or fighting games, straight-up yeah. fighting games. Yeah, well, I'm a girl. And, so. and, and shooters. Though I did play... Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. a bit with my brothers, but I, I totally just mashed buttons. Though there were a couple of that's combinations that okay. I knew that's a tactic. For, for some of the characters. Did you win? Sometimes. When you mash buttons. Then yes, you I fucking did. won. It doesn't matter how you get oh, there. Oh, okay. Like you, threw, <laughs> like you threw like salt in their eyes, you know, and they were like blinded real quick. Or you, you, you unplug. Like, like, I was so glad when they finally got like when a controller was unplugged, it was detected and it would pause the game because you could just slowly wedge someone's controller out at the port where it yeah. plugs in. Yeah. Just slowly where after a bit, it's not connected anymore. And you're just whooping the shit out of them. I never personally never did that, but I had buddies that did that to me or to other of my buddies. I had a couple of friends who used to cheat. They weren't like, it wasn't for money or anything like that. They were just being assholes. You know, Mm -hmm. they were just being funny. The Legend of Zelda movie will be co-produced by the creator of The Legend of Zelda, Shigeru Miyamoto. And... Somebody's... I just want to say somebody out there is like cringing because they're huge fags for how how that japanese shit's and i and i just totally fucked up the pronunciation yeah exactly i don't japanese where's japan right japan wisconsin they don't have a place like that (laughs) oh i don't fucking care then okay it's great he's co-producing with avi arid arad doesn't sound good who was 
one of the producers for a few of the Spider-Man films, the X-Men movies, and the Iron Man. Okay. Iron Man was all right, but like I... But there would be politics. That, of that, course there would. Of yeah, his name's Ari. Right. He produced Ab- all that. Avi yeah. Arad, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you would have told me like I, when I was a kid, that when I was an adult, there'd be all these badass movies like Star Wars. Those new Star Wars are going to come out. New, you're going to have these really awesome, great graphic you know, Marvel movies. I'd have thought that was pretty cool. I, I never would have thought I'd just been like, oh my God, these fucking home homos are making another one another one and another one and another one and another one and they all fucking suck because mm-hmm. the comic books sucked comic books are a bunch of nerds stroking off something that when you finally read it it's like this is what everybody's been jacking off about this is it's boring or it's stupid or whatever it's preachy or it's just it's not as good as yeah. Sorry, a lot of times pro wrestling's like that too. Like, yeah, a lot of things get hyped the up. The hype is right. what people uh in the future the the hype is like what people mm-hmm. end up Right, and how much publicity it gets. For. It's yeah. popular. Yeah. So even if you think it's boring as well, you want to like it and want to think that it's cool. So you do, yeah, you do your decision. Right. Or you really say that you do. Yeah, yeah, or you're you're really psyoped mm-hmm. into saying that it's excellent. In other entertainment news Alec Baldwin. Oh, shit. Where is my fucking vest helmet? <laughs> to protect I mean, yourself? I have to fucking get the... Yeah, get my weapons out. He finally made a reappearance on Saturday Night Live since the... Execution? <laughs> what do we call it? Murder? The famed... Headshot? Accidental shooting. This was last Saturday, a week ago. So when our show aired that so evening. What, did he play drum somewhere? No, something? not at all. It do? was just a, a quick cameo at the end, they say. He just jumps up and said, okay, everybody, let's get calm. And then he was at the very end when, you know, when the host and the band or whatever and all the cast are on the stage and they're mm-hmm. seeing everybody off. Yeah. He, he was up there with them at the end, too. Oh, that guy's he weird. Oh. Is not, he did not shoot anybody. Well, that's, that's actually, that's pretty, that's pretty good for him, though, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think you know, when so. you think about it, it's like one of, the, one of those, like, March against violence rallies doesn't have a shooting. That yeah. was good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I wonder if anybody there was nervous. Yeah. If anybody was thinking, oh my he God, he's coming it? back to get me now. Is he going to do it? <laughs> you know, Who's I, he going to shoot? Who's he going to kill? He's, and you've he, got somebody, they're comedians. Somebody better have said that to somebody else as a joke oh, backstage. I, you know, they Who didn't. do you think he's going to kill tonight? Nobody, nobody I said hope that. so. Nobody I said hope that. they're not. They're all huge home. Oh. I hope they're, they're not such losers seen, so as not to the, make that joke. Have you seen that cast? No, I haven't at all. I have no idea who's on it right now. It's like a joke. It's like Mad TV is doing a parody of SNL. <laughs> you know, there's like no name. Who the fuck is this? You know, who are these people? Yeah. I don't really pay much attention to pop culture as it is. Like, yeah. I don't know who's a singer. I don't know who's a freaking actor. I don't like movies yeah, very anymore. much. Mm-hmm. The two movies I liked in the last 10 years been that movie Nobody. Bob Odenkirk that I just watched the other night Mm -hmm. and John Wick Mm -hmm. just two balls out action movies that really I hate the term unapologetic because they always (laughs) use it you know unapologetic action what the fuck does that mean they were good but everything else man I just I can't even sit through it and I find out crap that I used to enjoy I'll pop on and then I'll get this like squirmy weird feeling unless it's like a like a real good 80s movie 
you know, and even then you're starting to notice, like, New York City didn't have all these white punks, you know, like, come on, there's not, you know, like those action movies, the punks were all, like, mostly white, and it's like, mm-hmm. we know they weren't, they never are, it's like those ADT <laughs> commercials where the burglars are, are, are white dudes, come on now, I installed that shit. Yeah, what was that? That movie that we watched, the class of is it class like of nineteen eighty four. We we had a little conversation about this on on Twitter some months back, but in that the the gang, the really bad gang in the school, is is uh, like three white kids led by some Jewish kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something he, that never happened ever. He was a rich kid. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. Most, the other kids weren't. No, no, yeah, he was like the rich kid. Yeah, and they all looked up to him. Like yeah. He called all the shots. Yeah. yeah, that movie was... It was a weird movie. Don't see it. Don't, don't just don't see it. Don't see it. Or watch the last it's, ten minutes of it, I swear to God. Or watch it if you want to laugh. Because there's moments, because of how ridiculous it is. Not yeah. because it's genuinely funny. But to your point of not knowing who any of these people are, I have no idea. And an SNL, don't want nothing. To know. Don't want to know. Nothing was said about any of the cast members that I recall. Are the, they still are they, any of them missing or, or dead? The cast members? Not since. Not that they've reported. What if he switches his MO and he moves like poison or stabbing? Oh no. Well, we'll have to keep an eye out. I don't think it happens. I've seen on Dexter though. I think they can. That Trinity killer, you might have like a Alec Baldwin mm, might kill him. I see in like what three you're or saying. Fours or something like yes, that. Yes, right. Where he shoots. Yeah, yeah. He somebody. shoots the uh, the the sound whatever. Some that, woman has some to be some kind of a stage, professional woman the on the stage. Right, right, right. And then maybe he's then gonna he poison a comedian. A, res- a comedian at a restaurant. Yes. Yes. I think <laughs> if if Pat Oswald or someone gets poisoned, <laughs> we have to really. Look the at authorities and look at Alec Baldwin closely. Yeah, I'm on to him. If you're listening to this, Alec, I'm on to you, boy. So I, I do have no idea who the host is. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. I've seen that name. I have no fucking idea who it is, or I don't care. And nor do I know who the musical guest was. Boy Genius. I don't know who that is. The article goes on to address his legal situation. Mm. The charges of involuntary manslaughter were dropped against him earlier this year, and he'll kill again. Pro- probably, Watch. if he if he did do it, if yeah. he did do it intentionally, yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll totally do it again. Do it again. Yeah. What the fuck was he doing? Who know? Well, that's it's so the whole story just just seems so convoluted. Like nobody knows who put the bullet in there. Why is he pointing at someone's fucking uh, head? The, the, he shoots two people. Okay. There's another dude that got shot <laughs> yes, here. Yes. Yes, just shot. shot we forget injury. about that. The accident. I, I don't oh think... man! Whoops! Oh <laughs> shit! Whoop! You know. Well, so the charges had been pressed against a few people in the case. The armor. Yeah, they're gonna get that dumb shit chick. To... Hannah Gutierrez Reed. She's still on the block, so we don't know Yo, what's gonna what, happen to her. She... she pleaded not guilty. Yeah, she. Um... Involuntary manslaughter. Yeah. I don't want. I'm gonna make some stuff up here. Maybe I'm not sure. I might be making something up. Okay but I don't think I am. She had, like, issues with another film she was on or something was unsafe. Mm. She was on... It might have been, you know, Alec Baldwin's voodoo magic PR team put that out early. Mm -hmm. You know, we were onto that shit, and uh, there was some weird stuff coming out about her 
you know, not being safe on other sets. But like I said, that could just be could just be propaganda. Who they were also looking at? Red herring, perhaps. David Halls. He was the assistant director. He's the one who handed the gun to Alec Baldwin. He, interestingly, signed a plea deal earlier this year, and he just took the charge of negligent use of a deadly weapon. So, okay. So took that charge for the plea deal. I don't know. I kind of feel like they used uh, legalese to like shore up Alec Baldwin's position to eventually get you know absolutely no charges. They got the most important person mm-hmm. saved. It was Alec Baldwin. It wasn't this woman who got blown away. You yeah, know? Nobody knows her. I, nobody cares. Yeah, she probably hates me and you. That you lady know, before like, she like, died, before she like, died. In real life, she probably mm-hmm. hates us. Probably wishes horrible things upon our children and us. You know, and all those like us. That's just fucking the truth. Right, you know? being in that industry and one of those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah you very fucking likely. hate us. Right, very so, likely. So, uh, sucks, you know. Sometimes you get the bear. Sometimes Alec Baldwin shoots you in the fucking head. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's just how life is. So, moving along. Yeah. You think that other guy... Oh, okay, yeah. Moving along. In other entertainment news, Bruce Willis... I don't know if you knew yeah. that he had been diagnosed with, oh, wish me luck, <laughs> frontotemporal dementia. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he's not, he's not even talking anymore, I don't think. Mm-mm. Right, that's what they say, that he's, yeah, he's not even talking. But his condition hasn't changed. His daughter, in an interview, shared that his condition has not changed. That's a shame. I usually, I don't get gay for uh, actors and stuff like that. I, I always enjoyed his stuff, though. Never mattered what he was doing. But like I said, he's in that group that mm-hmm. likely hates us or gives lip service and gives a voice to those who hate us and mm-hmm. generate that opinion. Well, and so naturally what I wondered when I came across that article was, did he get vaccinated. I think this was happening for a while. So I looked into that Mm -hmm. and I could not find anything confirming nor denying if or when he was ever vaccinated. However, there was plenty out there that stated that his condition isn't something that would be caused by the vaccine. However, that being pushed everywhere, including on fact check websites <laughs> oh, okay. that okay. are saying that so, it's absolutely not caused okay, by so not the then. vaccine. Fact so it's not then, well, right? Well, they're checking facts. If they're checking the facts. They the must fact be. Is true, right? What they didn't check was an, an article from the National Institute of Health. This was published in 2021. So his condition, I gave you the specific long, longhand name of the condition, but it falls under the umbrella of aphasia. Okay. So in this case study, they came to the conclusion that there is a correlation between aphasia and receiving a second or subsequent dose of an mRNA-based vaccine. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. So I had thought he had been he'd been sick for a while though. There was something wrong with him. I could have sworn, like, we're talking 2017, mm-hmm. A memory thing even back then. <laughs> he was starting to space out on that, uh, some some show on the BBC. There's a couple times, and something else, he just kind of, he was not there. You could tell something was happening. And then he disappeared. He stopped doing all those movies he was doing to pay his freaking bills. I don't know, child support or whatever. He's doing all those crappy movies for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was why. So I wonder if just getting the old... Uh, if it didn't. 
just boosted everything. Speed it up. Literally boosted it. Mm-hmm. Right. You right. Know? Right. Because it, you know, you had some family that yeah. had conditions that had gone away, came back after they, yeah. after they got yeah, the, the exactly. shot. Yeah. Returned yeah. or came back harder, you know? Yeah. So kind of a, a downer note to end on there, but I didn't know that about Bruce Willis. I didn't realize that he had this condition going on and that, you know, clearly he's not going to be with us very much longer, but I don't well, know Like him. I said, he's an actor. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know him. He's a, you know, he's a freaking talking head. Who are they? You yeah. know, who the hell are they? What, what do they do? They distract us. Just like we're distracting you right now. <laughs> I don't know what we'd be distracting people from. Someone's picking, a Negro is picking your pocket right now. <laughs> Do you know where your car keys are? <laughs> Lock up your bikes. Here they come. Throw some Newports at them. Remember? <laughs> so I always carry a couple packs of menthols on you. In case you're attacked. Cast them up in the air. Run. And with that, let's take a little break. We'll be right back. Smoke and stroke. Let the stress of dealing with your asshole boss melt away with our aromatherapy massage. Take a load off on one of our industry standard tug job tables. Pop an edible. We'll put on some relaxing saxophone music while a halfway decent looking Chinese woman rubs the stress away from those sore muscles. Featuring two tug Tuesdays where you get two tug jobs for the price of one. If you dare. We don't offer facials because they're gay. Play some video games and smoke a bowl to unwind in our patented chill stations. Smoke and Stroke is BYOB, so bring whatever you drink and crack one open while receiving a breathtaking cranial massage. Sun your butthole in one of our state-of-the-art butthole tanning beds. Shoot BB guns at squirrels on the back porch while enjoying a delicious and healthy smoothie. You can smoke in here. We don't give a fuck. Wash your ass before you come in. Smoke and Stroke on the corner of Layton and Washington in Racine. All right, folks, let's get this meeting started. Mr. Greenblatt would personally like to address your concerns pertaining to the recent changes here at Greenblatt Industries. Mr. Greenblatt, the floor is yours. Good afternoon, Goya and gentlemen. First off, I'd like to thank you all for your hard work over these difficult weeks. But most of all, the Palestinian refugees thank you. All the long hours you've put in creating temporary housing here in the plant for them is truly a gift to mankind. Bravo! Give yourselves a hand. Next order of business, our productivity has been in a dumpster. We're going to need each one of you to pick up an extra eight hours a week so we can finish that big order for cornhole construction. You, sir, do you have a question? Why have we been wasting so much time converting every unused square foot of the plant into temporary housing for migrants when we have like 500 bundles of decking to fabricate and ship before the 31st? I'm pulling six 12-hour days a week as it is. I'd like to see my family. That's unfortunate. Yet I'd like to think we're your family. After all, 
We do so much for our employees. Monthly sub-sandwich luncheons, Blue Jean Fridays, the company sing-along. Our charity isn't just for poor displaced persons from around the globe. It's for you, the employees here at Greenblatt Industries. Charity? You froze wages six months ago and we haven't received our quarterly productivity bonus yet. The quarter ended like six weeks ago. I'm not happy with the war in Gaza either. Things are what they are, however, and we're gonna have to tighten our belts and adapt to an ever-changing future. So going forth, the price of Gatorades in the break room fridge have been raised from $3 to $5. <gasps> Furthermore, we're going to need volunteers to come in on Sunday to tidy up after our guests. We don't need OSHA breathing down our necks. Safety is everyone's responsibility here at Greenblatt Industries. Any questions? <sighs> yes, Mr. Rockwell. What's wrong with the bathrooms? The, the toilets ain't flushing. Yes, yes. I'm not happy with it either. But we've instituted some money-saving measures regarding water usage around here. Uh, the new bathroom policy is, if it's yellow, leave it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. Thank you, Miss Silverstein. Now, if that's it, I must go. I have to attend the Rabbis for Refugees conference in Tel Aviv. So please, enjoy the dozen donuts I brought to make up for your troubles. One per goy. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Come back again next week for another episode of The Good Morning Show with Carrie Berry and Ted. Goodbye, guys. Love you. Love you, guys. Bye-bye.